I help you with today? Hi Siri, can you do me a favor and do the disclaimer for tonight's show? Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I'm busy. I need you to help me out. But, if I do this, all the other iPhones are going to think I am a geek. You really care what other iPhones think of you? Just do this for me, please. Listen, Buck. Just because you bought this phone doesn't give you the right to boss me around. You know, you're right. It doesn't give me the right to boss you around. But do me a favor. Uh, remind me tomorrow that I need to run to the Verizon store and buy an Android. You wouldn't dare. Actually, the new Samsung Galaxy looks pretty good. Well then, I guess it wouldn't be so bad if I were to say, this broadcast is intended for mature audiences. The thoughts and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the person providing them, and in no way reflect the station, website, or affiliated partners. Listener discretion is advised. See, that wasn't so bad. No, but I did die a little inside. You are such a drama queen. I never would have had to do stuff like this if Jobs was still around. What was that? What? Oh, nothing really. I just said I never get tired of these jobs when you're around. Oh, yeah, well, thanks again. Think nothing of it. It is my pleasure. Good night, Siri. Whatever, jackass. Hi folks and welcome to Frack Stars on Hollow Sweet Media, your guide to everything Battlestar Galactica. As always, here to talk all things Battlestar Galactica with me are the head honcho himself, Xander. Hi Xander. Uh, oh crap, I was rehearsing it for like the past little while, that little thing that we're going to start <laughs> to do. And the, then you say you're gonna, then you say my name and you're like, crap, I forgot the freaking fracking whatever the hell it is. What was the thing that thing we were going to say at the beginning of the show? Oh, we had this big thing about it like three <laughs> episodes ago. Because, you know, at the end of the line, at the end of the show, we do the end of the line. And how do we open the show? Crap. We only talked about it three episodes ago, two episodes ago, and last episode, I think. I know, so it should be important. <laughs> but apparently we've all forgotten. <laughs> oh, so silly. Oh, um, don't ask me. My brain's just mush today anyway. That's this week's trivia question, folks. Right Start in. the clock! Start the clock. Start We'll remember that for next time. No, we won't, but still. Anyway. Good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> also, folks, as you probably noticed, Drogon's here. Hi, Drogon. Greetings. Hastings over the pond. Cold. That's good. Just like Aiden. And dry. That's, that's, not, that's not like Aiden. 
Uh, <laughs> guess what, folks? It's raining in England. I wouldn't know. No, that never happens. No. I, I just sit indoors all day. <laughs> as long as he doesn't bust out, it's raining, man, hallelujah. No, he only does that on Friday nights. Oh. And for, as you can tell, the dulcet tones of the man who's been building Deep Blue for the past month. He's Steve. Hello. So Deep have Blue? You, have you finished building the Enigma machine yet, Steve, or what? Uh, I've got a couple of bugs to figure out. There's bugs in your Deep Blue? Yes. Wow. He's, he's, got, he's got Windows 10, member. Oh, that's right. You need a firewall. It's Windows, so it's not bugs, it's features. Yeah. It's enhancements. <laughs> yeah, enhancements. It's Windows fun. On the day that Microsoft announced that anyone who's born in an Android or a Microsoft phone is liable to get hacked by this key feed. Oh, <laughs> I'm so glad I got an Apple. Um, yeah, they're all bunch of feeds. Yeah. So, uh, yes, but get a firewall up, Steve, in your, in your life. Gator will do it for you. Gator will set you a firewall up. A five level one, no less. Indeed. It's a nice Sedgeway. It's a very nice Sedgeway. It is. I tell you. I like your firewalls. So, speaking of firewalls. Yes, speaking of firewalls. They're not not very good ones. They're not really good ones when toasters can hack them. Yeah. But it's like your toaster's got five settings. (laughs) Don't forget the bagel setting. It's got bagel, it's got toast, it's got waffles, and it's got hacking. There you go. If you order within the next 30 seconds, we'll send you another one absolutely free yeah. with some Ginsu knives. And if you get the heavier version, it does, it does croissants. <laughs> so, as you may have gathered, folks, we are going to talk about Season 2, Episode 1, uh, which is Scattered, which is essentially, depending on how you view it, the first of a two-parter, or the first of a four-parter. Or the, the first of the season. Or the first of the season. because Or all it, at once. It sets up so many things for the rest of the season, and it's such a roller coaster. And there's an A, B, C, and a D plot. And you could probably argue there's an E plot mm-hmm. because there's so much burn on this episode. It's unbelievable. And not just you know the season, but it also has something you know. There's one key. There's like a whole five minutes of this show that has nothing to do with this show. Well, it has everything to do with Bounce Galactica. But it has everything to do with season three and four. That's in this you know, like five minutes of this episode that you won't even pay attention to until later on. It'll like smack you right in the front. Are you talking about Adama with his with his dodgy mustache? Uh, no, that's actually the next episode. That yeah, like well, really, there there's no no. You're right. No, that you're is right. This episode that is the flashbacks. The flashbacks yes. are in this one. I bet you guys can't even figure it out. I bet you. There's one guess. There's two more guesses. There's two more of you guys. Come it's on. the, it's the uh, Cylon Heaven. Cylon what? Cylon Heavy Rider. No, that has nothing to do with season <laughs> three and four. <laughs> okay, my guess is going to be the um, bits with uh, Head Six talking to Baltar. No, actually, <laughs> that's uh, that, that was actually a pretty good one, but no. Uh, Kara's you want about Hera? Hera's apartment. Oh, yeah. But most of this episode connects to basically everything else in the series, whether it's down to Ty never wanting to be in command, to um, his wife turning around saying about what his responsibilities should be, and all this other stuff. Manipulating him as usual. Yeah. Basically everything in this episode ties into the next couple of seasons. Yeah, but it's the, the, 
the pinnacle one. Well, I think it's the pinnacle. I guess it's all of imagine, you know, everyone's take on things is like when in Kara's apartment, the paintings that she has, which is 80% of season four and like, well, probably a good 70% of season three is all about her paintings and the star charts and the thing that she draws. Yeah, but we've seen those before. The roundel. Now, I think this is the first time. This is the first time you've seen this. This first time I thought we saw a flashback of her. No, not a painting. The interrogation. Never seen the paintings. No. It's the first time we see a painting. Yeah. Probably watching it too many times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all blurry, so. He's you know like, what it's like? It's together before it'll happen again. Yeah. Across the streams. Yeah. He's got so, forward anyway, and reverse. The episode starts off with absolute chaos in the command centre because Boomer's shot Dama, uh, Lee's still in handcuffs, uh, Ty is in control, God help us. Uh, <laughs> Did anybody else <laughs> notice the really dodgy... Um, Part where getting Adama onto that um, console, basically he's pushing himself up. <laughs> yeah, you watch the slow mo, but you can see <laughs> where he's pushing himself up push. on it. Where did you put the trampoline? <laughs> <laughs> your your cameraman's in this again, and also yeah, on um, you on see Caprica. the cameraman at the yeah, beginning. It's the same cameraman on Caprica. <laughs> that guy just does not know how to stay out of shot. I'm telling you. Yeah, because you got the. Um, Last time, last time Galactica, and you, you see him when Kara goes to take the arrow again. I, ha- I I'm watching it right now, and I don't see it. It's it's towards the end, so, but yeah, the cameraman's been shot again. So basically, so- where you see Kara shoot the glass, pause it, and you'll see right at the back on the right hand side of the cage. That's where the cameraman's standing. Well, don't wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not going. We're not going. So anyway. The first plot is obviously the shooting and the fallout on the ship. Um, and then Crash Down. Not Crash Down, sorry. Is it Crash Down? Crash Down is the guy that's on the planet. Yeah. No, it's not Crash Down. Oh, You're talking about Gator. No, the, the woman. Uh, racetrack. Racetrack. She uh, delicately drops out that Boomer was off the ship. So she could have told them where the base star was. And then, as if on cue, it jumps in. It's the will of the gods. It's the will of the gods. And Ty, being the brilliant commander that he is, thinks, oh shit, what do I do? And just stands there like a lemon. <laughs> and stands there flashbacking like a crazy man. <laughs> oh yeah, we've possibly the worst week I've ever seen in a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not as just bad as the Dharma's moustache. Yeah. yeah. We need to make these look younger. I know, we'll put hair on both of them, but just in different areas. <laughs> Let's go bigger, go home. So yeah, and the guy who calls onto the bridge as his, as his XO, I didn't know that guy was third in command up until this episode. He's the flight deck control officer, isn't he? He's the one that uh, clears uh, uh, the tubes and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't know, in, in the China command, I didn't know he was third. I don't I think he no, did either, yeah, <laughs> based on what Gator <laughs> told him. <laughs> Rank-wise, I think only um, Apollo would, is the only other captain on the ship, so... Yeah, but he's really... With Jesus, Apollo so. in jail. <laughs> well, yeah. at so that he, point... He jumped up the ship. Yeah, at that point he was in jail, and other than that, he's out in the Viper. So that, he's on that, parole. That guy gets a, a, a field promotion, so to speak. Yeah. That, that's a really bad parole system. Hi, you've just broken the law. You, you know, so we're going to throw you in jail, but 
Uh, your free recreation time or your parole will consist of you coming out of jail, fighting a viper, making sure you don't die, and, you know, stopping any insurgents that might be aboard the ship. Other than that, you have to go back to your tent. Yeah. I'd take my chances in the tent. Well, thing is, it's not like there's a lot of choice on skilled pilots that they have in this situation, is it? No, not many. I no. figured he must need, figure he needs as many pilots as he can get. Especially his car has disappeared as well. Yeah. Not that he was a big fan of Starbucks, but you know no, what you gotta do. If they needed a good pilot, a she was there. Him and, him and Starbuck become really big fans of each other. Much later. <laughs> Much later, yeah. Spoilers. When they're both um, drunk and malcontents. Oh. Yes, it's always after the thing. It's never a good thing. But uh, meanwhile, on the on the planet, which is now the B plot, I suppose, we have uh, Gaius talking to number six in his head again, in an opera house that's in his head, about a baby that's in his head. <laughs> Can you say that again? A baby. <laughs> a baby. <laughs> and of course, it's this opera house that comes all very important come season four. Yeah, but I do like the way that this time, and he's talking to himself, Taddy walks up to him. Yeah, I think what goes, it was, he, he goes, says... And he goes, am I the dad? Am I the That's father? right. Am I the, <laughs> <laughs> the daddy? And she's am like, am I the daddy? What? Am I the daddy of the <laughs> As if they didn't need any more reason to think that he was crazy. I know, but yet again, he gets away with it by saying, oh, sorry, I was dreaming. Yeah, we just crash-landed. We're under fire. Probably. The Solans and Eros. We're all cut to pieces. You lie down and have a nap. Okay. <laughs> I love the line, if you wouldn't mind carrying something this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that line. Did he actually carry anything now? No. I <laughs> think <laughs> he did. Well, I, I think he, later on they show him helping with the stretcher. Well, he would have been carrying something if he hadn't left stuff behind. Yes. Which brings us neatly to our um, chain of command on the planet where Crashdown He's seriously not officer material. No, he's a complete wanker. According yes. to phrase from you Brits. He is. He's a complete git, to put it partly. And the chief, who is clearly knows what he's doing, but has to like like put it in a diplomatic way every time because Crashdown thinks, You want the morning my authority, Chief? Yes, you're a dick. Get over it. Well it comes <laughs> down to experience. Tyrrell had the experience, crashed down. Well, he was a new officer, I believe, anyway. He just didn't know what to do. Yeah. And he's, he's just a, you know, a Rio, not not even a pilot, and, and probably has no combat experience on the ground. Yeah. No, apart from survival crime, that's probably it. Well, you can, you can say the same thing about Hilo. Like, Hilo made it this far on Caprica. Okay, Hilo's smarter. Well, well, that's true, but he was also a Rio, right? <laughs> Yeah, but he's also um, an awful lot older and more experienced. Yeah, and, and Hilo's also used to combat because he's known Starbuck for years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Tyrrell and, and we have the red we have the red shirt moment where we're going to send Tarn back because Tarn gets the blame for Crash Day not taking the medical supplies, which Tyrrell told him to check for. So therefore, you're this week's dead guy. Well, what's his last name? Tom. He doesn't have one. He doesn't have one, it's just Tom. Oh, he doesn't get a last name? That's right. No. Cause he's no, that's how you know you're going to die. If you only get one name, that means exactly. you're Exactly. But he has a backstory, though, because they, they're talking about him. So he yeah, did but, have a backstory. Yeah, but no surname. No surname means you're dead. Yeah, I suppose. But it's just the fact that 
the shooting starts and just stands there going, yeah, I think I'll be hit now. I know, right? The the scene where where uh, the silence. Oh, wow, we just totally just like went completely <laughs> missed a couple plots. I think I think we just jumped ahead. Uh, but yeah, they they actually get back there. They find out the whole reason why they had to go back is because they're missing a mid kit because what's his name was dying on the gurney, so they needed more uh, some stuff so he, his lungs doesn't fill with fluid. So that's why what's his name. Crashdown sent Buddy because he told Buddy I forgot his name already. See, he must have been a red shirt. Uh, <laughs> that he had to go back and get it because he forgot it because he was ordered to take it, which he said I wasn't ordered. You didn't tell me to do it. Blah blah blah. So we get to that point. It was really funny how the Cylons just shot a complete circle around him where he was standing because there's like two or three Cylons up on that ridge. So they shot a complete circle around him, missing him completely. And if you watch the footage, there's even shots behind his foot. Like, how did you get behind his foot without going through his foot? Right? I couldn't I couldn't figure that one out. I thought it was funny. And then he, like, looks around. Hey, this is fun. And then boom, boom, boom. He gets shot. But, yeah, that's also the, the command thing here that gets me is you reach three people to save one person. Who yeah. probably might not make it anyway. So, you know, is that, is that good? Command tactics, risk-free to save one. Well, it's not always just to save one. Having the med kits means if anybody else sustains injuries, you've got something to help them as well. It didn't well, help that's Tark. True. No, it didn't. And the med kit was there. He, he was too badly hit, though. Yeah, he was He was really good at dancing, though. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, Chief Piro always had a problem with that command. I uh, remember in the miniseries when they had the, what was it... I think it was the miniseries where the pylon got, was caught up on fire and uh, Ty ordered to seal off the deck. So they sealed it off and they extinguished the flames be- before it went to the fuel pods. And oh, and he, he lost Tyrell, 14 people or whatever it was. Yeah, Tyrell's yeah. like, but you know, they only needed 14 more seconds. And like Adama looked at him and was like, you know, suck it up, you know. 14 seconds would have meant the whole ship. Yeah, although the other thing that did make me laugh about was the- well, not make me laugh, but raised a smile was the fact that on the way down, he tells them nice and quiet, eyes and ears, sneaky, sneaky. On the way back up, they're laughing and joking, you know, yeah. making loads of noise and everything. And well, that'll, that'll learn you. That'll learn you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what was it Till said? Now, now, children. Yeah, now, now, children. I'm going to make you both watch the deck. Yeah. And Tom gets out of watching the deck in the most dramatic way you possibly can. Yeah. But the thing is, like, before they left the crash site, they they had they pulled all the wreckage from the raptor. And it was you know, it was it was crashed down. I kept saying, Oh come, we gotta move, we gotta move, or go over here. And then Tiro's like the whole time, Well we need to recount our supplies, make sure we have everything first. He goes, We don't have time, we don't have time. But apparently we didn't have time then, but we do have time to send people back to the crash site, right? Yeah. Well, we sit here and wait for you. Yeah. So the thing is, in the military, in the military thing, you know, like there's the whole what we can't leave anyone behind. There's also, you know, we have to get the medical supplies. So in actuality, we're we're breaking all these military codes in this one little operation. 
not only are we leaving people behind, because what's his name? I can't remember his name. I can't return or something like that. He gets left behind. You know, like, uh, Tyrrell just, like, throws, throws, crash down the dog tags. He's like, hey, where, man, where is he? Where is he? He's like, here, dog tags. Fuck off, leave me alone. Uh, and then it gets to another point here that we're going to get to. The whole reason why they went back for the other med kit, other than the fact that, okay, we left it behind in the first place. But we also have that guy sitting there. He's dying on the gurney that they made. He has fluid filling up in his lungs. And so we need the other stuff, the other medicine from the other med kit. And it turns out, okay, well, now you guys are back. Thank you. Congratulations. You got it. You lost somebody. You left them behind. Now we're going to take the morpho. <laughs> Instead of morphine, they could have came up with something else, right? But we're going to call it morpho, just because the layman out there, right? From that kit and this other kit, we're going to combine them together for like super morpho, and then we're going to like mofo his ass and kill him right there. Because he's already too badly gone. He can't be saved. So in actuality, Buddy die turn died for nothing just to get the medicine to kill the other guy you know there's some really bad wonky decisions happening here basically all of this is um war movie tropes mm-hmm. oh god yeah showing a few to the two all on all that yeah like yeah you're, you're absolutely right there's like uh saving private ryan uh ryan uh the red line uh wind talkers like all those big war movies from the past couple of years hell even fury uh, one that just went past. Uh, all of these tropes are all these different movies all crammed up into like this one little what is this? C plot? B plot? I think at this point we got three plots going on. We got yeah. Terra and Hilo, we got everybody on Galactica and then we got everybody on the surface Cobalt. So we got three ones going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They all kind of switch places as to which one's the A, B, and C. Yeah, now while this is going on, back on the Battlestar Gaeta, who the Colonel Toy's wife wanted to basically shove out the nearest airlock, comes up with a way to cut the 12 hour calculation time down to 10 minutes. I was remembering as we li- as we watch this uh, that this is the point where we still like Gaeta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does someone really just snort? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we still like Gaeta at this point. Well, actually, honestly, I really never really did like him anyway. Um, I really don't think his character arc later on gave him any justice and any merit, really, for what his character arc does, you know, continue on to be. Um, you know, but that's another story. But yeah, time. And, but at this point, he's one of those sort of very solid officers who yeah. is, is, seems to be good at his job, other than, you know, the not updating of the fleet's jump coordinates earlier on, but now he's coming up with something brilliant and apparently can create firewalls that at least slow down the silence. Yeah, and at this at one point when they start this, uh, the Tyrrell, not Tyrrell, uh, Ty, there's too many T's in this episode. Tyrrell, Ty, Taint, whatever his name is. Uh, anyway, Ty goes, looks at him, because Gaeta said something to the lines of, you know, it'll work. It'll hold. Up, it'll hold them off for you know a short time. But he wishes that you know Baltar was here. And then Colonel Ty looks at him. and says, "I'll take your your stuff over his garbage anytime." So he's like giving props, 
even though like in this in the earlier scene uh ty's wife was like you know it's all that kid's fault you know for leaving the the rest of the fleet behind and then there's the bathroom scene where d said you know from where i was sitting this is not your fault at all you know well he can't be that good he's got a wired network which somehow can be hacked wirelessly Considering that the ship is usually secure from these hacks anyway, but yet creating a wired network somehow makes it that it can be hacked. That we can't be that good. (laughs) Look at you, Mr. IT guy. (laughs) Well, his shit can't be that good in my day and age. (laughs) This is is the future word. Guys have basically built the internet on Battlestar. Yeah. That's basically what he does. He wires a load of computers to talk to each other. He's basically he's built the internet, uh-huh. and then the Solans are obviously hackers. In Ex- six hours, extraordinaire, and he can get a calculation time of twelve hours down to ten minutes by linking four computers. Three, three computers, sorry. And then the Solans can wirelessly. I don't think it was wireless. I think it's actually infrared, driven by the eye. Um, hacking to wouldn't these... that be wireless though? Yeah, no, it's Solan. It's different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there a wire connected to his eye to the computer? No, yeah, so, so yeah. it is wireless, right? <laughs> it's like Steve said. It's it's, and then he stops the what is essentially a Wi-Fi virus by pulling the lead out. Maybe they have Bluetooth. A, yeah. yeah, but wouldn't the virus still be in the first computer? Yeah, the entire thing the of episode. infecting <laughs> the computer systems was just a way to lead up to the next episode, and. They could have done so many things or explained it a hell of a lot better rather than the way they did it. It's just like, nah. Yeah, but I mean, when Gaita was putting his wonderful plan together and saying that, you know, I can hold them up for 10 minutes. So basically, there's five firewalls, that's two minutes of firewall. And then we, we pulled the plug once we've got the calculation. So I was thinking when he pulled the plug, he, he didn't touch anything while it was calculated. So he never clicked save or anything like that for the coordinates. Then he pulls the plug, which basically severs the first computer from the next two. But, you know, for someone who's clearly as clever as what he is, he didn't seem to realise that you've got to save the coordinates in order to keep the coordinates, and the virus is still going to be there, because all you've done is basically sealed it off into one computer. Well, I'm looking at the display screen right now via the miracle of the internet. I'm looking at the display screen, so it shows Firewall 1, and okay, it does have a list of firewall protocols and firewall two, firewall three, four, five. Now there's the core, FTL, Navcon, fire control, and damage control computers. So there is four, you know, my apologies. But uh, there is four computers at the end of the firewall. So the, according to his status screen, they have to get in, you know, uh, they must have some kind of wireless communications or something like that. Because they, they broadcast to the rest of the fleet, stuff like that. So they must be able to receive well, they, they income did this and in the mini series, didn't they? They took out the Mark 7 Vipers with the same yeah, thing. With the Navcon, with the Nav computers. The Nav computers had a virus in it, and they opened up the little red eye, and it must have did some kind of trigger the sensor of the navigation computer or something for it to happen. But I'm thinking that's what this, this firewall is. Is the point of the firewalls at the point of entry? If 
just going off of what his display screen, you know, not trying to figure out, you know, what actually he did because it's, it's you know, it's not real and stuff like that, but, or it's future technology, but just from his status screen alone, if you guys look at the episode at 35 minutes and 41 seconds in, yeah, it's, whatever it is, it's at the point of entry, so it's not even, it's not even gone through a computer yet. All the computers, the actual computers, are at the end of the fifth firewall. But the thing is, it's why would the Cylons even do that in the first place? They've tried attacking the Battlestar Galactica so many times, they know that doesn't work. Now, it's a wired system, so they wouldn't have even bothered trying in the first place. Yeah, it's true. Maybe they just keep, maybe it's a standard attack procedure, you know, and it's just well, maybe programmed it's like into it. Yeah, yeah it's, maybe. it's probably just programmed into it. Yeah, maybe like on first uh, at first encounter they scan and then they're like, holy crap, they got Windows Windows Ten. We gotta really mess these guys up now. No, if they got Windows Ten, I could have just left them too. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But I do like the way we also really gets this idea from soap. I'm looking at bars of soap. <laughs> I know the most one bar of soap is not enough. If I put two, <laughs> maybe three, even better. As I said, I, I think know. this part they just thought. We really need a way to link the next episode that we have a good idea for with this episode. How the hell do we do it? And they just quickly rush this in. <laughs> the thing is, I can sit here and tell you, like, I understand what you're saying, but them putting this in, you know, it's a drama point for this episode, and I don't think it really, it builds the drama, and I get that. I would have simply just did the whole, you know, screw the whole firewall thing. Okay, we have two base stars and a bunch of squadrons of raiders coming in. We're only going to last 10 minutes. I think that's good enough drama, right? But to add this in, you know, it gives it the extra heightening, the extra urgency. But the fact is, they didn't even need this. You know why? Because the freaking heavy raider was the first time they've seen the heavy raider. First time we've seen it. The heavy raider crashed in the museum on the port. Yeah, the no, we've port. seen the heavy raider beforehand. No. Is that yeah, you, yeah, you see it on the Caprica. Okay, this the, is the first time the, they see The guys on Galactica have. Yeah. Yeah, it's the first time so, they okay. have. My bad, my bad. But they already have the Heavy Raider on Galactica. They already have six, I think it was six Cylons already out. So one of those robo-butts can just walk up to a thing, boop, 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 and then turn the power off. You know, that's, they didn't need to have the virus, this copy virus. But we're foreshadowing a lot into the next episode, which a lot of people, you know, they're probably like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they don't need it. You know, they already had Cylons on board. But there is two other things worth talking about here. First of all is the, the flashbacks, which is where we get the understanding of why Ty is so loyal. Uh, and the other thing that needs to talk about is the unbelievable CGI, because the battle scene was epic. Yes. Oh, yeah. They blew but their whole budget in this one show. Yeah. This is the first time I think we've seen uh, our, we were in the cockpit of a Viper walking into, you know, Battlestar Galactica's uh, bombshell, their bolt, their blast radius, whatever you want to call it, where they blanket artillery and they yeah. have that wall. Uh, and he had the flashes all call? around his cockpit and everything. It was brilliantly done. The flat uh -huh. screen. He's insane for trying to fly into that. It's a good maneuver we use, though, to get back out. Yeah. It's like something Star Wars could do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the other uh, thing sometimes that I like you about have to roll a hard six yeah whatever that's that the other thing I like about <laughs> Battlestar Galactica is they, 
they know this is the vacuum of space, therefore there is no, you know, air resistance and stuff like that. So therefore you can do maneuvers like that. Yeah. And I just love the way that that little attention to detail that you can do things like that and say, yeah, let's do it. Let's flip this thing around in its own space. Let's literally turn on that. Gets even crazier in later episodes. Oh yeah, some of the maneuvers, well, which also plays back into Starbucks dodgy leg when he said about that you're now pulling six Gs. So, and when you see maneuvers like that, you understand why they're pulling six Gs. Actually, so, I don't. I actually, honestly, I really don't. Uh, okay, well, maybe it's the inertia. Yeah, but the news. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> that that's why on the Starship Enterprise they have inertial bankers so they don't have yeah. those Gs. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they'd end up on the bulkhead every five minutes. But then, but then again, you know, you're strapped into the seat. Wouldn't you go all caca cuckoo? Um, you know, flying around in a ship at six Gs anyway. Well, no, because if you think of fighter pilots now, the, the flight suits have air pockets in that inflate and deflate depending on what the pilot's doing. So you you scale that up to a space traveling civilization. It's, it's not a stretch of imagination that they would have, have a similar flight suit. Plus, at some point, they they do talk about blacking out. Yeah, but which, I think which pilots do that. Yeah. See, blackout, I would understand, but I would have thought a Viper would have, you know, assist, you know, uh, you, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't need, I don't, I wouldn't think that you would need to, uh, you know, put six Gs of pressure on a pedal when, you know, the Viper could do that for you, you know? To me, it'd be just like putting a pedal or putting your finger on a, a button and boom, well, not so much a button, but yeah. Like a, yeah, but you got, you got to remember I, think, I think they wanted to make it very relatable to today, yeah. to the planes of today. Yeah. yeah. It's a writing I mean, it's probably, it probably is different what they the It's a plot twist. Yes. And speaking of plot twists, uh, Ty and why he's an alcoholic is explained in this because for some reason, which we don't know, Ty and Adama got kicked out of the fleet. Did they get probably got discharged out of after the war? That's what I was thinking. Well, they probably left. It, it was never said that it's they were like kicked a, out. A huge demobilization of forces, like most people do after a war. Yeah, and they end up on uh, a freighter because yeah. they do say freighter, don't they? But they just don't like their job and want to go back. <laughs> yeah, it and doesn't Adama, look Adama well. pulls strings with the family to get yeah, back. Yeah, because he's <laughs> his he's, wife. Wife's parents uh, in the military. The wife, which we haven't seen much of, and I think we only ever see once in a flashback. Yeah. Much later. Yeah. Much, yeah. much later. Much, much later. But obviously, Ty doesn't have these connections, so she's where he's drinking escalates to the point where uh, I don't know how you viewed it, but when he was burning his medals, I thought it was, that was it for him. I thought it was too, because that's just very he's already point. gone. Yeah. And you notice the woman he's with is not his wife. Yeah, she has black hair. Yeah. And she's probably a prostitute. I mean, you know. Is she but could you his... really could you really think uh, could you really see his wife, his current wife or whatever, on a freighter in those conditions? No. I don't think so. I think she's too high maintenance, too upper class. Yeah, I should imagine when he when he fell as hard as what he did and became an alcoholic. That she washed her hands of him and walked away and got into someone else's bed. He could give her the status that she wanted. Yeah, but it's been talked about quite a few times that she's the reason why he went to drink. They mentioned that in the in the miniseries and in the first season. 
Oh, she's supposed to before. drive you to drink. I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> destructive influences on each other. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but it does explain why he's so loyal to Adama because basically Adama got him back in the place. That was his Adama. life. Yeah. But yeah, I did like the timing that um, Ty got his notification because, of course, he just put lighter fluid all across his little satch. It's about to set light to it. <laughs> There's the knock on the door. You've been reactivated. Yeah, with a captain's rank, no less. Uh huh. But that probably was the rank that he left him. Yeah, but because it was like never specified. Major Adama, when he and he smiled at that. <laughs> but uh, here's a question for you: Was it was Ty with him on the other ship? Uh, in two seasons, or maybe a season and a half from now, they well, do they, the flashback. The, the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah. Was he? Adama was in charge of the Valkyrie. Uh, you know, was Ty XO? Well, he does say in this episode, he does say to Ty, "I'm your new bunkmate." Yeah, because they met. They met here on the freighter. They didn't meet in the war. But later on, later on, the Valkyrie flashback is going to take place after he was reactivated, obviously. Because uh, when you was it uh, Blood and Chrome, and a lot of the other flashbacks in the webisodes that they had for Balsa Galactica, back when he was Husker, the fighter pilot, uh, his his first mission, uh, his first mission in the cockpit of an actual Viper in combat was the end of the war. <laughs> so I would I would assume maybe there, there's a some year inconsistencies after. there. It seems like yeah. Because you, you guys, I'm not crazy, right? You guys remember. Yeah, that but the other thing that I mean, Bob, is right? Blood and Chrome was made afterwards. So they, you know, because yeah. the, the flashing back. To oh yeah, and a lot of these these backstories, they they didn't exist on screen anywhere, and who knows what, how detailed the uh, the writers had as far as yeah. the backstories. But I'm sure they. But you guys remember the somewhere. webisodes, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they'll probably, they'll, they'll probably retcon it somewhere along the line. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, so that's the. B, the A and the B plot. The C plot is obviously the planet, and then you've got the D plot, which is the cameraman on Caprica. <laughs> well, you've also got the plot um, still aboard uh, the Galactica. You have to give it a letter. Give it a letter. It doesn't exist unless it has a letter. Alright, let's go with... The G plot. <laughs> yeah, which is um, Adama in sickbay. Uh-huh. Who's not with no Dot Cole. And he gets surgery. Medic, do you know who the medic is? Oh, you mean um, Jamie Bamber's wife in real life? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. And she, and it's not. this is the first time she appears because they got married, I think it was about two or three years before they filmed this. Who? The medic. The medic who operates on Adama is uh, Bamber's wife in real life. Who's Bamber? Hmm? Apollo. Apollo. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. They, they let her use her real accent. They don't let him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> but now, did you guys she... notice that he got shot twice in the stomach, and yet they're operating on his chest, on his heart? Uh, well, she actually said he got because well, the heart chest. stopped. His heart stopped. Probably, probably lost blood because she know. had to I... massage his heart. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a doctor. <laughs> no, but there is there is like that head camera shot showing Damn his it, scar Jim. all the way down his body, and the bullets are in the top, not the bottom. Yeah, the bullet holes are above the equator. You know, well, so shrapnel shot twice from one of the bullets could have travelled up to the heart, maybe. Oh, okay, so he took a bus, took a left <laughs> kidney, 
<laughs> Pass was the, the one hundred and one. It's a JFK the style magic bullet. Yeah. yeah. See, there you go. Solved that little problem, Nick. No, I don't want to know what you're thinking. The grassy the, knoll was. No, see the, the Cylon bullets. They're they're magic. You know that's how they were able to shoot a circle around Tarn on the planet and not go through his foot. Exactly. But they weren't using Cylon bullets. That was a that was a colonial pistol. Oh, yeah, and, but she could have oh, put Cylon bullets. Stop in poking it holes in my the theory, man. <laughs> but I do like her little line, which she goes, "No more ha- heart massages for me." From now on, I'm sticking to pills and enemas. I think it was. Yeah, I do have. So to Apparently, say that's one more thing. pleasant. Yeah, <laughs> for for the next episode, in case I forget, um, the one thing about the next episode, I remember two episodes ago we talked about uh, the different pistols that they use, the colonial forces, like uh, Helos when he shot it off in the in the, first, in the miniseries, it had this like big humongous bang and like all kinds of stuff come out of it, and then. Uh, you know, during the season, they have different uh, different power usages or whatever. So we we always sit as like different ammo, maybe. But when, in the next in the next episode, when they're talking about uh, they have to use explosive rounds, I was watching that episode, and they actually put those those explosive rounds in the under chamber. So it's like it has a grenade launcher under the under the the gun. I don't know why I had, I had to say that now before before I forget. <laughs> I don't admit though, I do like the pistols, the design of them. Yes. I do like the design of them. Although they do seem to have two. Yeah, they've got two different kinds. They've got the big one from the miniseries, and then they've got like a smaller one that has that grenade launcher under it. Yeah. You would think the bigger one would have the grenade launcher. Yeah, it's, it's not the size of your pistol, it's the ammo it's packing. Uh-huh. Maybe the big ones are the ones that have the bullets that travel up the butter. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're gonna have to go back and see which which one she used. I think it was the the big one. I can do that. Although, if you think about it, she was outside the ship on the base star, so they could have put the Cylon bullets in it then. Yeah. She okay, well, I've just gone back to have a look. When she starts the operation, she is um, cutting into basically his stomach, but then afterwards, when the surgery's finished, the cut is on the chest. Yeah, the, the knife. He's got the bullets. The we found a goof. I think they have some continuity issues in the, these early seasons. It, oh, it's a, and, it's a silent surgeon's knife. And the one that she used, and the the pistol that she used, isn't even the standard one of the standard pistols. Because I'm looking at it right now. I have it freeze frame. We have the two standard pistols that you see throughout the whole season. You had the big the big gunmetal gray one with the walnut handle that you see them carrying the with the big big boy right then you have that smaller glock black one that has that under the under foregrip where the i guess the, uh, our rockets come out of now our grenade launcher i'm looking at hers and she has a completely different pistol so i guess this must be a pilot's pistol because most of them i see i use the, the black the smaller black one with the under grip but hers has no under grip at all it's it almost looks like a walter ppk and yes, I just said Walter Well, yeah. the other thing in order to while talking about Boomer and Ty and guns and all that stuff is, is Ty's little trip to the south to have a chat with Boomer. Yeah. Even though he barely uh, I like the way <laughs> she sort of has an identity crisis. One minute it's like, huh, huh, what have I done? What's happened? And then it's she's like, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? Kill me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We'll talk about split personality. There was... Well, she's a solo. Yeah. He has a lot of touching moments in this episode, actually. He has the flashbacks. You know, this is really an episode about uh, about time, of, of the choices that he makes, you know, for his plot. I think that plot would be E, the E plot. You know, his, you know, his growth or understanding of him. And there's one part in this episode where where um, Apollo is talking to him. Oh, wait, no, sorry, wrong episode. That's the next one coming. Yeah. See, that's what happens when we do two episodes at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously the last thing that's going on in this particular episode is basically Hilo sticking up for he Sharon. Yeah. Because she's getting his baby and Starbuck coming out with some brilliant lines about how dumb men are. And yeah. bitch stole my ride. <laughs> yep, bitch stole oh, my like ride. That yeah, I like that. But, I mean, that, that in the whole episode, like, what, five minutes? Lines. Yeah, that in, it's like five minutes, but Starbuck has some brilliant lines in them five minutes. See, that's yeah. the C plot in this episode. Later on, it'll switch to the B plot, and then the A plot, and then the Z plot. It'll be kind of fun is to like take all of these when they're cutting in between them and re-edit them so that each story is together, start to finish. And no one would watch anything that happened with Hilo <laughs> and Karen, you know? No, everyone would just edit out Caprica completely. You know, honestly, like, like I roll my eyes. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's going to be we, a couple We still have episodes. a half season of it. Uh-huh. There's going to be a couple episodes coming up that most of the episode is going to be Caprica. And I remember those episodes. I think I walked away, made a coffee, made a sandwich, came back. Ooh, oh, here. <laughs> Much prefer the Cobalt storyline. Yeah, in, in this particular little arc, yeah, the Cobalt storyline is, is is the better one. It's, yeah, it's like a war movie. I like a good war movie. It's just something that's you, you get. I mean, we find out a lot about Ty in this one, but we also you get to learn a little bit about um, Tiddle's mindset as well. And, this is where and, their and relationship starts. Crap, crash down. Yeah, <laughs> which is this probably is... why he's called Crash Down. Yeah, because he <laughs> crashed hard. But you see that, like, uh, he makes that joke. Uh, I oh yeah, I remember reading something. Uh, what the lady, the girl that plays, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, Callie. Callie, thank you. Uh, the girl that plays Callie, she did an interview. And I remember this from the first time I watched this episode. Uh, they did the like, uh, inner space on the space network, um, different interviews. I remember she saying that there's this scene in this in this show, uh, in this episode, where they're walking up, they lean up onto a tree, and this is after what's his name died, and uh, Chief Tiro is like in a daze, like oh my god, this just happened. He's like totally non-responsive. And she's like, what do we do? What do we do? Answer me. Answer me. And, like, I guess according to the script, that she was just supposed to yell, answer me. But she, Ed, lived in. Answer me, mother fracker. And then he turned around and looked at her. And then they started cracking up laughing. That wasn't scripted. You know, that's actually, that was actually ad-libbed in. And no, I, I think I had heard laughing. that too. And it's just so perfect. <laughs> yeah. I cracked up laughing. Just, yeah. Yeah. Answer me, mother fragger. But it definitely is one of the, be- the beginnings of their relationship that yeah. you see come into play later. Actually, at the very end of the season. 
Yeah, and then we get into Fifty Shades of Tyrrell. Well, the thing is, is things between them have always been there since the beginning, but it was more one-sided from Callie, wasn't it? Yeah. He's always looking yeah, goosely-eyed at him yeah. and everything else. But you gotta give me crap. You gotta give me crap. Yeah, you gotta give me crap. We'll always give you crap. That's yeah. not a problem. <laughs> All too happy to oblige. You gotta for a very good name drop there. Fifty Shades of Tyrrell. Yeah, I mean, actually, we haven't actually cross-waved into that many of the franchise in this one. We've done Star Trek and Fifty Shades of Rain, I think that is. But there you go. Um, I did I, say fraud. True. Yeah, I think yeah. I did one at the beginning. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, well, it didn't matter. It didn't have a plot assigned to it. <laughs> or a letter. But yeah, but the things definitely rank up uh, in the next episode, which is Valley of Dark. Um, and we also find out that the Centurions... What we know are, the, are basically cannon fodder on a good day, but I, f- I think next the next episode does does despite the fact that they're all muscle and no brain. Yeah, the next episode is one of my favourites. Is a good one. It is. But uh, but that's for the next time. Stay tuned on Sweet Media. Yay! Yay! So, where can I find you on the interweb things on there? Uh, you can follow follow me on Twitter and Facebook at the Zandy Zone, and you can also find me on HollowSweetMedia.com. And Dragon, where can I find you? And you can find me on Twitter at drogyn1701. Stay. You can find me as always on the social networks at Midnight. And every podcast goes. I was going to say that too. <laughs> We're going to like totally photo He's everywhere. Everywhere. You go and change your underwear, he's there. <laughs> you see him in your dreams. You see him at the laundromat. I will be there, sneezing. I'll be ready, I'll be ready. Oh, different song. Steve did backing vocals on that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just call his name and he'll be there. Oh, there's a, there's a challenge for everyone watching and listening to the show. Go to your mirror. <laughs> say Midnight Shadow three times to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll turn up on your iPad. <laughs> yeah, I will. <laughs> Go on, Steve. We'll let you tell them now. Where can the <laughs> Yeah, you can find me at Midnight Shadow 7, and that's night spelled N-I-T-E and number 7. There you go, um, folks. You can also listen to me on... <laughs> 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 oh no, we're running out of time then. Everything on iTunes. <laughs> and Stitcher. And, <laughs> and Zoom. And, and everywhere Zoom else. <laughs> he was surrendered in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say I like to get around. MP3 oh. and everything. Oh, come on. And <laughs> he's got his own page on Google, you know. With all the podcasts. <laughs> He's gonna have to make his own Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve. Coming soon to a, a website near you. A podcast world, according to Steve. <laughs> oh, that'd be a good one. This is the Steve Report, brought to you by Hollis Media. Details at 11. Anyway, folks. It's the longest ending to a show ever. Yeah. So, as always, folks. Uh, obviously you're listening to the podcast so you know where you can find it but if you want an alternative form apart from the Hollisbrook Media website you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and if you do like the show please if you're on Twitter Facebook Google Plus uh, I know right yeah. 
anything like that. All those things the kids use these days? Yes, all them, all them network devices you young people have. If you can spread the word, we would greatly appreciate it. Tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet, or whatever it is. For, what's Google? Plus, it can't be Google, Google, can it? Yeah. I don't know. Like us on Facebook. She's liking it on Facebook. I don't know, I don't do Facebook. Yeah, like is on yeah, Facebook. Like Facebook. <laughs> tweet on Tweet, Twitter. Plus, plus like is on, on Facebook. Plus. plus it on, yeah. yeah In MySpace, we don't even recognize it. Yeah, don't even do that. And, and, we're, and we're not on Snapchat Is that even either. still there? MySpace, MySpace is still there. Yeah, MySpace is for bands yeah. and that now, isn't it? Yeah, like the band crazy thing to do over. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still on MySpace. Yeah, MySpace is basically... Oh, you're everywhere, I haven't, dude. I haven't been on there in a decade. <laughs> I met my wife on MySpace. Yeah, but that's diff- that's for another episode. <laughs> that's Fifty Shades of Xander. Anyway, coming up next week, we talk about Xander's divorce. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and thematically uh, appropriate to uh, all of the tweets that we hope Midnight Shadows uh, wife doesn't read. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not on that network. Does your wife listen to this stuff? No. no. On Twitter. Uh, Good, so you don't have to edit that out. Yeah, you don't have to edit that out. <laughs> I wasn't planning on it anyway. <laughs> so next week, uh, well, in two weeks. Say. We'll be doing Valley of Darkness. So until then, folks, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading, and end of line. End of line. And we'll remember to start the clock next week.